All right, that'll do it. Hey, what's up? It's The Drive with Tay and Piper on ESPN Radio 93.5. As I just said, but I didn't turn our mics on. <laughs> hey, mine's on now. Oh, now yours is on. Woohoo! Now we're ready to go. Yeah. Is the board just a mess? Do we need... No, I, I'm making a mess up. Do we need it, to tie like a 30 early? <laughs> <laughs> they went zone and we didn't expect it. They have to hit the 30. Didn't know. They went with the old Lincoln 1-2-2. Two, two, yeah. And we, we were like, uh-oh, we don't have the right guys in the right spot. We practiced this, but I <laughs> pissed down my leg and forgot the play. So Exactly. Here we I, are. I've seen that look before. That's right. I, not from you. I mean, from like, <laughs> I can remember coaching my kids, you know, and I'd call like, uh, hey, let's run bird. And there'd be one of the five that would just sit there and like stare at me like with the, and I'm like, do you know what I'm talking about? Do you uh, remember that you set a high screen? Oh, that's right, coach. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, all right, go get him. <laughs> and in junior high, you just yell it out like, yeah, yeah. Timmy, you're setting the high screen right here, right there. Yep. Right there. Good job. Good job. That's how they learn. That's how they learn how to do things. Andrew's got an interesting one tonight. They play back at Hayworth mm-hmm. and they face a team out of Chicago that supposedly, and I was looking at the uh, program, they look at 6'7", 6'7", 6'9", across the wow, front. Wow, man. And we go 6'2", 6'2", maybe 6'3". And if you include Lucas or Andrew's hair, he's about 6'6", <laughs> with, the, uh, with the perm-like curls uh-huh. that he does not perm. He tried to sell to me that he permed it, but I didn't, <laughs> I didn't buy it. But it, I mean, it, it is the most naturally look- curly hair. It, is, it just cracks me up. So, yeah. yeah, this ought to be interesting. We got a win last night. It was kind of weird. I, I was telling you the story. I woke up this morning. I click on the News Gazette. You know, I'm a, what do you call that, a digital digital mm-hmm. guy? Mm-hmm. And uh, they had all of her scores wrong. <laughs> like, like they didn't. Like Andrew had eleven. They only had him for six. I was like, I think somebody called in the uh, halftime stats. <laughs> Wilson Kirby had fifteen. He had him for eight. I'm like, what's going on here? Mm. But uh, you know what? It it made me think of how the paper doesn't do the box scores anymore. They probably still did that when you were in high school. I would assume. Yeah, and, I think so. And you think about all the work that would take. I mean, to get box scores sent in, et cetera, but they just do a wonderful job. The News Gazette is as good as it gets when it comes to covering not only Illinois, but also high school sports and everything. It's just, it, it's, it's a great paper. We're very lucky to not only have that, but also to have our TV stations around here that do a great job of getting uh, highlights on and everything of your kids. So yep. it's good to go. And one of these days, Kate will be dominating. I haven't seen my kid on there yeah. yet, so they're not, they're not getting everybody. They, he he would be in the form of a cutaway right now, right? You take him to a Muhammad game. They would that's right. show yeah. it or a Central game, let's say, or a Centennial. Which one? No are you? Central games. Well, that's Centennial. Right. Centennial. My yeah. bad. Uh, and and all of a sudden there'd be a. I, I guarantee you, Brett Barons would find you, and he would get the cutaway of Cade like standing on your knees. Of course, if he did that, he'd be like six four. Yeah, he'd be grabbing the rim. Right. <laughs> So that that's exactly what they'd be doing, um, and and then you'd you'd get Cade's first appearance on local TV. I think that'd be awesome. I need to make it happen. Let's get it done. Let's get it done. So anyway, if you want to go to Hayworth tonight, oh wait, um, oh you're gonna go have a steak. I am. I'm going to the Long Branch. Third, Excited about that. Third year in a row. I'm gonna miss. Yeah, I wasn't there last year. I think I was on the road for a game or something. You know what? Yeah, you were. You were on the road. And I had another game I had to go to mm-hmm. last year. So this is I'm three for three and missing 
a wonderful steak at Long Branch. So if you guys could throw your leftovers just collectively into a box, I'll eat it. Okay. I'm not too proud. <laughs> Jay was talking how many fried pickles he's going to eat. And uh, I don't think I've had them yet. Maybe I went two years ago. I can't remember if we had the fried pickles that night or, or not. But the way he's talked about them, yep. I've been wanting them. And unfortunately, you and Jay aren't throwing in to buy fried <laughs> pickles for the entire community because Illinois didn't win the West. That was Illinois' um, fault. I will try to eat enough that it kind of <laughs> goes uh, par, you know, one for one deal. There. Now, I like fried, obviously. But I don't like pickles. But I would have to try it, right? I would have to try it. Because, like, even onions. Like, I'm not a big onion guy, but I can eat an onion ring. There just, you go, yeah. Just one. Yeah. But it's because of the fried, right? I mean, like, yeah. just throw anything in front of me that's fried, and I'm ready to roll. <laughs> well, you guys will have fun tonight. It's always nice that Stevie does Again. that. And I always feel bad. In a, in a way, I feel good because I help his pocketbook, but in a bad way, <laughs> I'd love to be there for uh, a lot of the fun. But uh, yeah, I'll be sitting in Hayworth having some fun. You want me to order a steak for you and then yeah, just see if they even notice that you order two. You know, just... Leave a spot open next to me and be like, Lon will have the... He'll be here. <laughs> He's supposed He'll to be get here, here any minute. <laughs> He'll have the ribeye. <laughs> Go ahead and bring a box though. In case he does yeah, it, but I right. know he's going to be here. He just texted me that he's on his way to Gifford. I'll see if I can help you out. <laughs> oh, you're a nice guy. I'll tell I you that. Probably, I, won't, I won't get away with it. So how was Joey Wagner yesterday? It was good, man. He's always good. We had a, a good first hour, of course, with Jay. Oh. It wouldn't matter who was with me. We could <laughs> get through a Jay uh, hour for sure. We should um, randomly bring in two people off the streets in Philo. And yeah, just, you wouldn't even need me. No, just, well, you you or me or something, well, not me anymore, but you could run the board and just have two random people sit here with Jay, and I bet it would be unbelievable radio. That's just how good he I is. Know. That's I just know. how good he is. He makes us look even better, and it's awesome. There's no doubt. Yeah, it was good having Joey in. Of course, Joey knows the football program uh, very, very well for as closely as he covers it for Line Inquirer. So, uh, had some good conversations. If you missed it, uh, Jay telling some recruiting stories some stories Ooh. of like we, we started diving in. it was one of those shows you know you know it well uh -huh. the look we uh -huh. kind of give each other like <laughs> what are we gonna talk about today there's no <laughs> illinois bowl game that you know there, there's not a lot new that's happened other than isaiah's declared for the draft and tip ryman as well but we're tr joey and i are trying to figure out you know what do you want to ask jay mm. what we're we gonna what we're we gonna get to and we early on Brit miller card yeah right yeah. <laughs> that was a good one by you <laughs> but we uh Stumbled upon hosting players, like players wow. being hosts on recruiting visits. Okay. And just kind of what goes into that and, and you know, like the kind of game that the coaches play and trying to figure out, all right, this guy's going to vibe well with this player on the team and maybe this guy wants to be That's showing a good time and, yeah. and yeah, go yeah, out yeah. on the scene. And right. All right, so we got to get him with Britt Miller. Uh, <laughs> this guy wants to just sit in his room and, and play some video games, so we'll put him with this guy. So I <laughs> – uh, Jay had some interesting insight on that. So if you missed that yesterday, I podcast I it, it uh, at stevieJ.com. That'll give me something to do tomorrow when I'm – or tonight, excuse me, when I'm driving. So I'll do that. That would be fun. I've always wondered how they did that. Now, obviously, your so-called stars of the team, you would think that those would be the guys you'd want to go to first and say, okay, we Isaiah Williams, we know you're uh, a, a, an All-American potential. We're going to have you – kind of have, you know, host this kid and walk him around campus, show him everything, show him the ropes. But it, like you said, it's it's more detailed than that. 
and that's where for every team, it's not Illinois only, but that's where you get to know your players well enough to understand what they're wanting to do. My only fear there would be, yeah, you you put him with Lon, let's say, and it's like Lon, we need him in, we need him back in the room at midnight. All right, <laughs> this isn't this isn't Joe's till two, uh-huh. and then I don't know where you guys go for your uh, after hour parties, but um, this isn't you know coming in at four a.m. <laughs> All we right. got academic tours the next morning. He's <laughs> right. puking in a in a bag. <laughs> Don't need that. It's a bad look. That would not be good. His only uh, recollection of this particular college was him getting sick. <laughs> so yeah, that that would be interesting uh, on how you play that. But listen, these guys they understand it. They understand the game, and For I'm sure. sure the coaching staffs, or at least the minions of the coaching staff. I don't mean to say that bad. Um, I'm sure they're there almost every leg, every step I'm of the sure, way, yeah. <laughs> making no sure that things are uh, things are going well. Let's put it that way. That yeah. would be cool, though. That that's something I don't really think about. And of course, signing day tomorrow across the country, right? So it'll be interesting. I think Illinois. I was reading Jeremy's Jeremy Werner's uh, article today. Illinois is 46th, I believe, their class. So this will be the third straight top 50 class for Brett Bielma, but the problem is it ranks 13th in the Big Ten, which is now out of 18 teams. Mm. So you're in the bottom half, for sure. You're in the bottom third yep. of that. So that's not good, but, you know, I think we all It's not good of, on paper. Right. We'll see how they develop with those guys. And That's right. We, there, of course, have been examples of zero-star recruit Devin Witherspoon. <laughs> we'll see if you can find some of those. Again, you would love to have more of the – quote-unquote, sure thing if you mm-hmm. had more four-stars and uh, maybe dipping into more of that upper echelon, especially in-state, where, you know, those those players are usually going, you know, wh- whether yeah. it's Iowa, Michigan, Notre right. Dame. Uh, it's been a while since Illinois has consistently kind of been in the mix there, and maybe, probably a long while. Mm-hmm. We're talking about consistently. But, yeah, I'll, I'll be interested. Uh, I'm, I reached out to Ryan Easterling, Atlanta oh, Inquirer, so we're going to talk to him. Tomorrow, I know that Joey and Jeremy are doing a live pod on, on YouTube, a signing day special, which Sweet. people are going to want to check out as well. They're going to have some some good guests on there. So a uh, little little shameless plug for That's what we good. got going on. That they'll uh, Brett Bielema will meet with the media at 1, and then they'll have their deal. And, of course, we'll be here 3 to 5 to talk about it. Now, it's all overwhelming to me. And usually signing day would be one of those days you would think that you would have a good time on a radio show, but it's just all overwhelming to me when it comes to signing day. There's just so many guys. That's the problem. Just I mean, just Illinois alone, there's like 18 guys. So how do we how do we kind of assess that and break that down? And we've never seen <laughs> usually never seen any of them play. No, no, not at all. I think, well, we can study their huddle tape. <laughs> Although Lon loves to be the the two minute. Eval guy on I am. on uh, YouTube or Huddle and whatnot, and he can I, tell you what the, saw the that, gut feel is. Yeah, I saw that Easton Baker blow up a kid on a kickoff coverage, and I thought, yep, he's the perfect linebacker for us. Give him, bring him on. So that's the kid from Utah. I did see today that Nebraska, yeah, picked up the number eight player in the country. Is that right? He's yeah, a quarterback. It happened yesterday, and they flipped the number eight overall player in the class. It was the number one. Uh, pocket passer, at least, oh, wow. and I know that in the in the class that was a commit to Georgia, mm. but he had some family ties to yes. Nebraska. He had, I think, an uncle that went there at at least, and if not, one another. of them still a, a, a coach there. Is that right? I think the uncle's the coach there. His dad played there. Wow, at Nebraska. So okay, and yeah, he's now going to go with the Cornhuskers. Okay, 
Well, that's that's interesting. It's the high, and I know that I was reading the ESPN article, and it said that within the era of ESPN's rankings, which I think went to like 2003, that it was the highest ranked recruit that Nebraska's gotten. Oh wow! During that span, so uh, Matt Rule making some noise early in his tenure, which yes, is, he is not surprising at all. And we'll see how that goes, how fast he can build that thing up. And it this this race early in the new land of the Big Ten is going to be very interesting because it's got kind of like a sink or swim because if you if you get buried towards the bottom oh. and you stack losing seasons, it could be really hard to climb out of there. Mm-hmm. Just based on, you know, now you're bringing in more powers on the West in, in addition to having what you know is Ohio State and Michigan and Penn State are always going to be good. Wisconsin, you expect to be on the rise. Nebraska – it's kind of been that sleeping giant. I, I wonder agree. if they wake up fully here. Uh, it's been a long time since they, they've been fully awake. <laughs> but uh, how Illinois survives the, the early stretch is going to be very interesting. Well, and they couldn't survive it in the old days, right? I mean, let's yeah. be honest. That's been, a, that's been a battle since I've followed Illinois football, minus the 80s. And now all of a sudden you're throwing in four extra teams that are all better than you, essentially – from the uh, Pac-12 coming over. So, I, I don't – I mean, you said it before getting buried. I just – I don't know how – I don't know – it's hard for me, and I'm usually the most optimistic guy when it comes to stuff like this. It's hard for me to see a rosy future for Illinois football. I mean, I, I just – when you're staring down the likes of now, instead of playing possibly – Rutgers and Maryland you're playing Oregon and Washington and you're sitting there thinking oh we could beat Rutgers well we're not beating Oregon (laughs) it's just that simple right right. now there might be a year or two obviously that 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 could happen but I mean even like next year's next year's uh, schedule is doable but yet you still go to Oregon you play Michigan at home and there's one more powerhouse. Is it Penn State? You are at Penn State. At Penn State. So at Penn State, at Oregon, and you have Michigan at home in the dedication game, the 100-year since Red Grange. That's right, yeah. Took care of Michigan at the old – or well, the old. It's the same. Memorial Stadium. So, I mean, right there is just like, ooh. <laughs> but it seems like there's some winnable games on there. Sure. If you look at it, I know that the – it was Eastern Illinois, right, that was originally right. the opener, but now it says uh, TBD in, in terms of that game on Saturday, August 31st. Kansas is still slotted in. I know there okay. was a report, yep. was it last week or two weeks ago, yes. uh, that I think it was last week that maybe that game's getting moved. Mm-hmm. I know that uh, Illinois spokesperson told reporters like Jeremy Warner that nothing has changed as okay. of now. Okay. Uh, Kansas will be pretty tough again with uh, Jalen Daniels being able to come back. But so it goes TBD, Kansas at home, Central Michigan at home, at Nebraska, at Penn State, then a bye week, Purdue at home, Michigan at home, at Oregon, Minnesota at home, another bye week, Michigan State, at Rutgers, at Northwestern. I mean, Again, that I'm three optimistic. Game, yeah, that three-game closing stretch isn't not too, too bad. Scary. Even throwing Minnesota right before the bye week. Interesting, the two bye weeks, too. Is that because they're playing a – Is that a week zero game? Is that a week zero? That's what I'm wondering. Or, see, I don't know if that's a week zero or because of all the newfound – the new 
teams coming in, do you automatically now going forward always have two buys? I, I don't I don't understand it. And then Illinois, so if they play the Kansas game, they've got Kansas. Then the next two years, you got Duke. Now they lost their Riley Leonard's going to Notre Dame. Okay, their coach went to. I'm sorry, is that the QB or the coach? Quarterback, yeah, or, or, yeah, quarterback. So that helps, I guess, uh, when you face Duke. But of course, that's two years from now. So who knows what could happen? And then you put Missouri back on the docket after that, right? And Missouri is oh man, sky they high are right recruiting now, recruiting their butts off. <laughs> they really are. Eli Drinkowitz is that his name? I mean, he's done a heck of a job for Missouri, and I. I questioned their move to the SEC in terms of competitive. I understand everything that comes along with moving to the SEC or if Missouri would have come to the Big Ten, let's say. There's tons of money. There's the, you know, the nature of just being in that big of a conference, et cetera, that's thought so highly of. Yet when that happened for Mizzou, I really questioned this could be bad. Like, I mean, can you imagine like Illinois just joining the SEC? And I was just – so it was that thought. And really back then, Missouri, you know, they beat you a lot and overall probably have been the better program. But it hasn't been light years away, right? It's yeah. been a, a fairly competitive nature between those two schools and how they finish each season. So when they made that move to the SEC, I thought to myself, good luck. And they've really done a pretty stinking good job of staying competitive in that. And then, of course, this year they win, what, 10 games? and are playing in a big bowl game. So mm-hmm. I think it's impressive what Eli Drinkowitz, if I'm saying his first yeah. name right, has done at Mizzou. And I think that's uh, that's kudos to him for being able to do that. And like you said, they're, they're bringing in some good recruits too. And I, I know that helps too, playing in the SEC. Certainly helps. Sure, yeah, definitely. This is a 10-2 season so far. They're going to the Cotton Bowl. It'll be their third straight bowl appearance. They've made five in the last – seven years wow. uh they haven't like in terms of their win totals prior to this 10 and 2 they were 6 and 7 6 and 7 5 and 5 6 and 6 8 and 5 7 and 6 but uh you know they haven't had a again they've only had two non-bowl seasons in the last seven years pretty so impressive um that's pretty good uh no doubt and the arrow seems to be very much pointing up yep because of the type of talent they're getting both in the portal and in recruiting uh high school as well so uh, yeah, I mean, even right after making that move to the SEC, they went five and seven their first year. Then they went twelve and two, wow, uh, and won the Cotton Bowl. Then they went eleven and three and won the Cotton Bowl again. So uh, that was Gary Pinkle, and then uh, a little bit of a down stretch. Barry Odom wasn't great, um, but two bowl games in what four years, four mm-hmm. or five years, and mm-hmm. Eli Drinkowitz done a very good job. I wonder if they get tired of playing in the Cotton Bowl. I don't think I would ever get tired of playing in like in the Lia so. Quest Bowl or right, yeah. even that. I mean, I'd be or if the Music City Bowl, I'd be fine with Illinois going five straight years in Nashville. I'd be fine with that. It's just it's really for, now. By the way, if if you'd have told me today, December nineteenth, we'd break down Missouri, it would not be the football team that <laughs> exactly. I would consider. We still got to exactly. do that because uh, that game, of course, coming up Friday, the bragging rights game, but. I don't know. It just it's kind of stinks that Illinois is not in a bowl. And I know that a 6-6, six and six, let's say, kind of a bowl is not that exciting, but I like it. I mean, I still think it's pretty cool, and I still would watch, and I think it, you, know, you can pump your chest out a little bit if just you go to, to a bowl. Just to be able to say back-to-back bowl games That's right. and, and try to build that streak because mm-hmm. we've talked so much about consistency. And we've also visited over, like, 
all right, if you're in, I mean, especially like outside, all right, there's the core of if you're not in the college football playoff, how big is the bowl game? Right. Like how big is the result? I I think the destination of what bowl game you got to matters more than the result of the actual bowl game. If you go down enough and you just slide into like the, the, the bowl in Detroit. Yeah. What is it now? It's been the quick lane. It's been the little Caesars. It's it's been a couple of different, but yeah, if you go to the quick lane, is it that big of a deal? If you're going to say to a, Hey, did you see the quick lane bowl? We beat Toledo. Like, it may not be as as much of a a needle mover. I know it wouldn't be, but to be able to talk about, all right, this program has not been one that's been consistent, but you're able to say, all right, back to back bowl games. Absolutely. We even went through some injuries and whatnot. Still got to that point. I'm not saying that by not getting there, that Illinois is going that you know Brett Bielema and company aren't going to have any juice on the recruiting trail because obviously right after they lost Northwestern, they had some big they did uh, recruiting wins. So. Uh, but it's going to be important that, you know, this doesn't build into, you know, if they go next year without a bowl, then it's two years in a row, and then, you know, kind of where you're at, that's that's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. But uh, I just find it unfortunate when you got a guy as good as Johnny Newton was, yeah. uh, who was consensus All-American. You have Keith Randolph. Uh, Luke Altmaier played pretty well, yeah. went healthy. There was enough there, kind of Isaiah Williams being one right. of the best receivers. Right. You would you would have hoped that, that yeah emergency you would have hoped that that at least got you to the threshold which I keep saying it, it shouldn't be that hard to just get bowl eligible it, it shouldn't should. be it shouldn't but Illinois obviously had some 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 big flaws which got exposed enough to where you didn't get there and it always kind of brings up the argument once in a while with okay do you replace Eastern hopefully get Eastern back on the schedule or do you replace them with I don't know Southern Illinois you know a win, in other words, is what I'm saying. And then it's the argument of, do you would you rather have an, like Eastern and Southern in back-to-back weeks, or do you want to play Kansas? Do you want to play Duke? Do you want to play Missouri? There's a fine line there. There is. And to be honest with you, as cool as the ReliaQuest Bowl was, and that was awesome. I went to it. Everything about it was cool. Obviously, not everybody played, and that's going to be the case now going forward. So if you if you said to me this past year, all right, Lon, instead of the Kansas game, I'm going to give you a no-doubt win over Western Illinois, and that'll put you in the quick lane bowl against Toledo. I don't know that I wouldn't rather say – now, for all the optics of back-to-back bowl games, that all makes sense with mm-hmm. what you just said in yes. terms of maybe not – maybe not touting the idea of the quick lane bowl, but but touting the idea of, hey, we've been back-to-back bowls. Things are moving in the right direction, continuous, uh, or et cetera. My favorite word. Is that a word? I think that's just a um, – we'll call it a word. Yeah. So if you said, okay, that, or I can give you that Friday night game in Kansas – like, I know they got blown out that game, but I was excited that day. I was juiced for that. Right? One. I mean, yeah. we were all like, we're 1-0. We've got a chance against a really good Kansas team. And it was fun to kind of, I mean, you know, again, it was a thud. But going into it, I, I probably w- would have been, in other words, more excited for that game than I would be for the quick lane. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Not even close. So, so it, in a way, it's kind of, a you know, like, all right, so you got Duke. You know, and you got a home and home, and I don't know that Duke moves the needle much for me in football, but they have been halfway decent, and so, and then when Missouri comes, now that's going to move the needle for me. 
even though they just pounded you in that last series to the point where you just you you're you're out. Uh, no moss. Right? We're we're like here's the white flag. We're waving it from every building we have on campus. We do not want to play the Tigers anymore. But that will be fun at least to get ready for each year knowing you're going to play Missouri and they're kind of a rival in football in other words. I know what we think of them in basketball. So I don't know. It's an interesting thing because in a way you could say, let's guarantee ourselves three wins to where the rest of that daunting schedule next year, you just have to win three games to make it to a bowl game. Now the way Illinois does it, you almost have to win four games with the rest of that schedule. And as we know all too well, that fourth game is the bugaboo that Illinois can't ever get because Brett Bielma, even in three seasons, he's finished five wins twice. Mm-hmm. So one game shy of a bowl game twice. I mean, he could have easily been three straight bowls. So I don't know. It's it's interesting. I'd be I don't know. I don't think, I think there's I'd any. I'd rather have the better game. I there, think. There, yeah, there's no disagreement for me that that game at Kansas, and then just run it back next year and mm-hmm. say the game in Champaign, the second. Week of the season, whether it's week zero or week yeah, one, whatever it is, it is <laughs> your second game will be far more exciting Good than a quick lane bowl without Johnny Newton, potentially without Keith Randolph, if Isaiah Williams would have played or not. There's no competition. Now, unfortunately, Illinois wasn't very competitive in that game in Lawrence either. Right. But, uh, yeah, in terms of the excitement, no doubt. Uh, I think that when it's a home game, you have a chance. Hopefully, your fans are excited enough about it that – you can get a good environment there. You can bring recruits in. That can be a, a nice value. You get on national TV potentially. Uh, was that an FS1 game when it was out yes, there? I believe that's right uh, at Kansas. So that, that's always good to have. Um, as a as a fan of it, I would want to see those games. Okay. And that's I, I get also because the difference between you know it's it's an easy one in college basketball because you're talking about quad ones quality mm. of wins that matters more than you know if you beat if you have 23 wins but you haven't beaten anybody right then that doesn't matter as much as if you've you know knocked off ranked teams and, and they'll you know one on the road against a, a quality high major that kind of thing so it's a it's a counting game to get to a bowl game it is so i get it when when randy says if you're not on the u of i line like text line if you're not going to the playoff get all the easy games you can get i understand that logic because you want to be able to to win six but you also got to factor in maybe just you got to play to your fans a little bit too, right? Right. right? right and you got to right, try right. to, and I get it. The Big Ten has become all that much more tough. That's true. And you're not going to have maybe a year like last year where you caught a break in the schedule. You played Penn State at home, and there wasn't. I know at Iowa was a big game, but yeah. there were a lot of other winnable, maybe not super sexy matchups where you play Indiana, you play Northwestern, you. You play Purdue, Purdue, even though we Minnesota. were fired up for that one too because right. of the Ryan Walters and Brett Bielema Twitter beefs. <laughs> but uh, anyways. Walters, by the way, bringing in the 32nd best class this year. So a pretty good move on his part. Mm-hmm. Six, five, and one also did, got Reggie Love. And he got Reggie Love. That's yeah. right. 651 did mention the 15 extra practices help as well. well they didn't help for this year. <laughs> <laughs> But, no, I get your point. Yeah. I get your point. Uh, Heath did mention Duke's football coach also leaving. Yeah, uh, Mike Elko now right. at uh, Texas A&M. Texas A&M. You know so. who the new coach at Duke is? Manny Diaz. Oh, the former Miami. From Miami, yeah. Interesting. Speaking of Miami, they're coming in. They came in and grabbed, like, two of the best in the state. 
So did they really? Yeah, I didn't know that. A defensive lineman and a defensive back, I think. Yeah, yeah. Two one seven. Football's about number of wins. Basketball's about quality of the win. Well, and that's fair. Like I think maybe a lot of people would understand that they'd rather just have three winnable games, like Eastern Illinois, SIU, and Central Michigan this year. And now you're coming out of week three, three and zero. And now you got in your sights. You just have to get three wins. Scratch off the Michigan, Penn State, Oregon. Mm-hmm. Although that would be awesome to beat Michigan at home. My goodness, would that be cool? On that dedication game, I mean, that would be really. Now I'm really like, who's the drugs co- just kicked in? Who's I guess. coaching Michigan that game? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not on drugs, by the way. <laughs> yeah, who's coaching Michigan? I know McCarthy will be gone, right? Yep. Their quarterback, yep. who's from the state of Illinois. That always bugs me. That always bugs me. I got to get over that stuff. But, um, but yeah. So if you throw those three out, now you got what? You've that's six games. You're three and three, and you, you got six other games to win three, three more. Yeah, you got to win half half those games. So and you got what? Purdue at home. But see, isn't that a so? Aren't you just accepting at that point just a sad state of let's try to get yes, to six wins? You definitely like, are. But should we ex- should we be there? Like, should that be where we're at? Like, I know exactly where you're going right here, and 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 I don't like that. I don't like the idea of saying, "Well, look, hey, I just want to win six. You know, I I, I don't want to lead everybody. Let's in try to sales go to the quick. Year. Let's go to the quick lane every year. <laughs> right. Let's just get our six, pack it in, go home." <laughs> Get those 15 practices and run it back and say Detroit will be back for Christmas. And Coach B, here's another couple million each time. But, you know, it's that's Uh, – 217's point on the U of I line on the text line. Michigan does do that most years. Well, we've seen a few years where they play Notre Dame or or might have a a more marquee matchup. But there have been a lot of seasons where maybe Ohio State just says, we're going to play Youngstown State, we're going to play – XYZ uh, three cupcakes and not try ourselves until we get to Big Ten right. play. I feel like they're talented enough to do that. I mean, Michigan's schedule this year was all a oh quote my. unquote preseason, include their Big Ten slate, right? Because as no, this is a, not a shock to anybody, Michigan and Ohio State are that much better <laughs> than everybody else, especially the West, yes, and most of the East, to where you know the, the first part of their Big Ten schedule, especially for Michigan. It was a two-game season for them. They played Penn State and Ohio State back-to-back games. That's it. And that was their entire season. That's it. They weren't challenged at all prior to that. They got cocky, too. That's well, why I yeah. see that, Darren. Coach B didn't come <laughs> here to go 6-6. Six and six. He's going to rue the day. He said, I didn't come here to go 5-7 and seven or whatever it is. Um, it, that That is interesting that uh, – like. Let me get back to that. Michigan got so cocky. I hope Alabama knocks them. Is that sad? I'm right there with you, pretty and much. I wonder. And I, I have so much Bama exhaustion. I do too. But I hope they destroy Michigan. Yeah. And I bet there's everybody in the SEC going. I hope Michigan destroys Alabama. Like I guarantee you, SEC fans are pulling for Michigan, and Big Ten fans are pulling for Alabama. Maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I, I'm, we got a lot of people throwing it, it out there that these teams, all the studs don't play anybody in the preseason. But, I mean, they're not trying to win six games, right? I mean, right. Michigan knows it's going to win six games. 
whether they have three cupcakes or not. Does it help Illinois by playing a Kansas? Is there a circumstance where even if you lose that game, it helps you better prepared to then play, say, at Nebraska? Mm. Like, what if you played Western, Eastern, and Southern? That's and then you go to Nebraska. Now, again, like I get the whole counting, the whole counting game to six or more. Like I, I get also. Uh, if you're making the argument, well, let's at least let's build the baseline to six, and if you win more than that, then obviously you're going to a better bowl game. But let's make sure that we're factoring in a easy enough non-conference to get three non-con wins, at least three Big Ten wins, and then if there's anything else on top of that, then that's it, great. It's just a it's just a bonus. I, I'm just asking the question: if you're challenging yourself in one of those games, is there a value to that as far as preparing your team for when you? jump into Big Ten play? I'm just asking. The, there, I'm just yeah, asking. Yeah, I think there is. I, I think I think there is. And it's interesting, like 217, how many times have we gotten to six in the last 30 years? Yes, for now, six should be the goal. So, I get it. But you're right about do those teams get you ready then for – but getting blown out by Kansas, did that yeah. really prepare us yeah. – for everything else, I don't know. Bill, SEC fans hate the Big Ten. They aren't rooting for Michigan, absent a gambling interest. Yeah, that's probably true. I doubt they they like us. I don't know why they would have a stepbrother syndrome or a little brother syndrome with the Big. Well, Ten. they're the they're the big brother. That's what I mean. I, so I don't know why they, they want, would. but they want to make sure that that little that brother stays. never grows as tall as them. Right. <laughs> that, that's true. Yeah, and and I yeah, is it Scott that said we need to no, no, he said roll tide. Somebody said we need to oh, one open game, we need an easy buy game. It, they will. Like unless it just doesn't work out with somebody, this Eastern game, if they're not playing EIU, will be replaced with someone that they will beat. Unless it just I don't know. I don't know how difficult it is. I mean, I, I hear athletic directors in high school talk about how hard it is to fill a schedule at times in, in football. I don't know how hard that is in college. It's got to be pretty hard. I mean, when you consider Illinois is out eight seasons, basically, with Kansas, Duke twice, Missouri like six times, I, I would assume it gets harder. We've gone really long. We it? have. Hey, uh, I We look, haven't even mentioned basketball, which we I know. went into the segment saying, hey, let's mention let's Joe Lenardi's bracketology. Because I looked at that today, and I, I was a little bit shocked. I was a little shocked. And I kind of like what I see. Okay. So why don't we talk about that when we return? Let's do that. We've had a lot of activity on the U of I Lake text line. We appreciate it. 217-359-2255. You want to continue to weigh in, give your thoughts on what we were just discussing in terms of non-conference football scheduling, bowl game destination, whether uh, Michigan or Alabama will be the rooting interest or you're just going to puke. Uh, on uh, January 1st. I think that's when the game is, right? Uh, it might be puking anyway if you have a good time on New Year's Eve. So, uh, But let's talk some hoops on the other side. New bracketology out there. Illinois in a, in a good spot as yeah. it stands right now. Let's talk about that and also other Big Ten teams where they stand. We'll do that next. This is The Drive.
Illini fans, taste what's special about Jets Pizza by ordering any of their specialty pizzas for $5 off. That's right, $5 off on all specialty pizzas like the barbecue chicken pizza. Chicken grilled to perfection, premium mozzarella, bacon, red onion, and barbecue sauce all piled onto Jets' amazing crust made from dough they make fresh every day. There's also their super special all meaty chicken bacon ranch and more, all $5 off. Make your day special and order a Jets specialty pizza for $5 off. Ah, the holidays. The time of the year when gifts come in and stuff goes into the garage. You can leave that stuff there just for now or schedule two men in a truck junk removal to come out and remove it for you. Two men in a truck has multiple solutions. If the just for now stuff isn't needed, we can junk it. If it's items you need later, we can store the just for now stuff until later. Has your just for now become more than you anticipated? Two men in a truck has solutions for your residential and commercial junk removal at two men champagne. Merle Norman brings sparkle and awe with the Winter Wonders Gift Collection. Every day is a beautiful new gift with the first ever 12 Days to Beauty Advent Calendar. For your favorite gloss lover, the Dreamy Lip Set comes with a collector's cosmetic bag. For skin enthusiasts, the Goodnight Skin Set features deluxe sizes of anti-aging complex night cream and eye cream. Shop limited edition gifts while supplies last. 706 West Market View Drive in Champaign for Merle Norman. Illini fans, gear up to support your Fighting Illini men's and women's basketball team this year at the official fan store of the Fighting Illini Game Day Spirit. From buy one, get one free basketball t-shirts to official NIL merchandise, Game Day Spirit has everything you need to support your Fighting Illini. Shop with them in store at the corner of Neal and Kirby in Champaign, 6th and Green in Campus Town, or online 24-7 at gamedayspirit.com. Game Day Spirit, where Illini fans shop. Crossroads Contractor Supply specializes in the delivery of tools and supplies within a 150-mile radius of Champaign-Urbana. Reliable, timely, and with reasonable prices, Crossroads Contractor Supply knows what equipment and tools are needed for your job. Their slogan, we have it when you need it. Get the job done right with proper tools and equipment. Did something break? Construction materials as well as safety equipment all available. Call 402-8123. Visit Crossroads Contractor Supply IL. Have you ever wondered why you pay your bank to have a checking account with them? We do too. At Fisher National Bank, we offer free checking accounts that reward you to bank with us. Our rewards cashback checking offers 2.02% cash back on debit card purchases up to $500 monthly. No service fees or balance requirements needed to earn rewards. For a free checking account that pays you back, simply make 12 debit card purchases, receive electronic statements, and have one direct deposit within a monthly cycle. It's so simple. We bet you're doing most of these things already. With Rewards Cashback Checking, you have access to Reward Saver, which earns 4.07 annual percentage yield on balances up to 20000 Reward yourself with free Rewards Cashback Checking and Reward Saver, a few of the many ways Fisher National Bank invests in our customers. See monthly requirements at any branch or fishernational.com. Fisher National Bank. Exceptional communities. Exceptional people. Member FDIC. Everybody needs insurance, and that's why I love Kyle Lewis at Insurance Providers Group. This is Jay Lehman, All-American linebacker. Kyle provides auto, life, health, and all kinds of commercial lines of insurance. They are my one-stop shop for all my insurance needs, and all my rental properties are insured by IPG. That's why you need to email Kyle at IPG 
ips.ins.com. Kyle at ipgins.com. Back on the drive with Sam Piper, ESPN Radio 93.5. Derek Piper, Lante. Text line continues to blow up. And, yeah. you know, I, as much as I want to get to this bracketology, that I still want to get agree. to some of these texts coming in. So, uh, Rich brings up a good point on the U of I line on link text line. What was Kansas's record eight years ago when they booked this series? Seems to me they were a gimme game back then. We are the king, though. I know, I know. I mean, if whoever sets these has this uncanny ability to pick out a team that's not good now, and then when they get here, they're unbelievable. Like, Duke wasn't good forever. It's almost like your karma and betting. Yeah, exactly. to, when, it, when it's going wrong, not to right. say that you're always terrible, oh, but oh. Uh, <laughs> like you're able to pick a team that's been rolling well, and then maybe they <laughs> they fail you. Which look, there's a lot of us out there that do that. Oh yeah. Uh, but on the other side, whoever is is making these calls are picking bad teams, then turn really good. It's unbelievable. I mean, who was the? the you could go through the years of the teams that we welcomed in. I mean, Arizona State, They, I mean, I know Arizona State used to be decent. They're not good anymore, really. But then they were like, what, ranked top 10 or something in the country? That You beat them when they came here. It's just – and then, like, didn't we play some team out of Texas or Florida Atlantic? Like, I want to say, like, Florida Atlantic, but it was like – Well, there was – oh, man. Who was um, – Some team smoked us. That's true. Like, was North it Texas. North Texas? Yeah. And then UTSA, UTSA yeah. came in and beat us with their best team they've had. Virginia hadn't had a good team in a oh, long boy, time. That, that game in Charlottesville was ugly. <laughs> oh, they that was bad. Throttled Illinois. And then they kind of came back to our yeah, level. You got them back when they returned the game to Champaign. But it is true, Rich, but it's unbelievable how these teams just all of a sudden are really – like Duke now yeah. is like a top 25 team. I looked it up. So, quick trivia question. When Illinois and Kansas announced their series, who were the coaches oh my at the respective schools? I'm going to go with uh, not Tim Beckman. I'm going to go with Bill... Bill Cubitt? Bill Cubitt. It's not Bill Cubitt. And then, did Kansas have that real big dude? Yeah, good call. Charlie Man. Weiss. Charlie Weiss. Well, heck, I, I'm, I'm thinking of somebody different. Oh, Mark Mangino, Mangino. you're thinking of. That's who I'm thinking of. Yeah, they have had two big dudes. <laughs> <laughs> Cornering the market on big dudes. Charlie Weiss, who was the Notre Dame coach, right? And then yeah. he lied on his resume. Is that what happened? Yeah. It, or something. Something happened with his resume, and they fired him immediately. Um, Wasn't he also – was he a Belichick guy? Yes, I believe that's right. Who was the Illinois coach? It was Tim Beckman. Oh, it was Beckman. Okay. So, yeah, you go back to – it was January of 2014. Illinois and Kansas announced the series, and the coaches were Charlie Weiss and Tim Beckman. At the time, Kansas's previous seasons, 
Three and nine, one and eleven, two and ten, three and nine. Oh so, my goodness! Uh, yeah, you thought you were getting a wow, a program that that wasn't very good. Now obviously. the the one time you did go right, and I'm going to give Bill credit for this, even though he's asking about a basketball side of things on UConn. You got UConn. Oh right. boy! Remember, remember diving See, into the contract yeah. of the oh, coach. My, like that was hilarious. He got like ten dollars for every first down they got. I mean, I, it wasn't <laughs> that, but it was, seemed like if they had a lead at half, he got like. A thousand extra dollars yeah. on his contract. It was weird. Randy Etzel, right? That's Randy Etzel. Was. And then you didn't he end up in Maryland? I think he was at Maryland. Or at Maryland. Prior to that. And then we threw an early interception in that game. Pick six. <laughs> I think Brandon Peters threw a pick six, like right off the bat. It was seven nothing. I know I always say this, but I was like in South Carolina. So I, where was I? And I was in some little podunk restaurant or bar, and I'm like can you just take that little TV over in the corner and put the Illinois-UConn game on? Because I know not uh, one other person in America wants to watch this like, game. This guy is sick. <laughs> he must have money on this game. 100%. Uh, 217, how many years ahead is the football schedule made out? Well, of course, with these, like with Missouri, they've set that date. I mean, I'm telling you, like until 2032 or something, or even more. That's, these series are always scheduled like eight to ten years before, mm -hmm. it seems like. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure like already they have their non-con maybe already thought of for next, not next year, but two years down the road. Okay, so next year, what was on the schedule was Eastern Kansas, Central Michigan. You're going to have to figure out an Eastern replacement. Uh, 2025, Western Illinois. At Duke, Western Michigan. Okay. That's already announced. Uh, 2026, Duke at home, Southern Illinois, and then you play Missouri in Champaign as well. Do it like a big dog. 27, Eastern Illinois, and then at Missouri. Okay. Why are we always at their spot first? I don't know. 28, Illinois State, and Missouri here in Champaign. Okay. And then, I mean, Missouri games are scheduled out from all the way until – 2035. I think I figured out I'd be like 65 years old or something. <laughs> like, I'd be retired when that series ends. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. I remember how long it seemed like when we first heard of the Missouri-Illinois series starting back up. I'm like, man, I'll be so – I'll be like 35. <laughs> and I just turned 33, and I'm like, oh, boy. That's wow. <laughs> I might be retired before it gets to that. Game. No, I'm kidding. I wish. I don't know. That's that is crazy. Yeah, so I won't. I can tell you that no, I will not be retired. That's a good explanation. Unless I had a huge parlay. <laughs> Unless you do the Hans D that one time parlay. Uh huh. That had to have been the funniest. He was so confident. After he that. was so, and he he won a big one. He did. And he's like, "This is going to pay for my schooling." <laughs> <laughs> and now he's it like, was just such like. <laughs> newfound like just walked up it'd be like if we never played golf and right. walk up to the first tee and hit it on the green like i'm going to the pga tour that or if you're the person that just on a whim just randomly you you buy a scratch off and win like a hundred dollars and you're like oh well i'm just gonna start doing that yeah. i'll just start scratching tickets every day and that'll pay for college but yeah he's like these these parlays are gonna pay for my student loans i'm like oh boy well, I remember we jumped in well, on it. I was it. super jealous because I, I don't think I followed him. Oh, see, I followed him, and then I bailed because he there was out. one last game like on a Sunday or something. or Well, I think it was college, so it was a Saturday. And I cashed out for a pretty good amount, like half of what he won. And then 
that team ended up winning like an overtime or something. It was just like, oh my goodness. He had like spreads mixed in with over unders. <laughs> he just had a long sheet of like ten things to happen. And he come I remember he comes into the studio and just shows it to us. And I'm just like, what is Okay, Hans, you know, whatever you say, good yep. luck. Uh, I, I meant to follow him, and then I, I never did. And then, yeah, you, you did. You won. And... Oh, man, that makes me cough. That was funny. Hans D., now he's a pilot and a DJ. DJ. I mean, <laughs> I, need, I need to make it out one time, but, you know, when I got a – I got a one and a half year old, maybe yeah. a little bit more, and then also an eight month pregnant wife. It's hard to be yeah. like, "Hey, I'm going to a party." Right. Or I just want to say, I need to say, I, I'm, I'm going to go schnooks. visit Hans at work. Yeah. Hans <laughs> right. invited me to his work, and I just wanted to check it out. It's, it's a new new gig for him. I always wanted to see what he does. Yeah, that's the thing. I'll be going out to Willard. <laughs> right, right. Like going in a flight or something, yeah. and instead you're listening to the flight. What what are they called? The flight crew? flight crew, yeah. What, what's it? First of all, he, he invites us to he invites us to his latest gig, and it's on a Monday night. I know. I'm like Hans. First of all, I'm going to be in Hayworth for basketball, but it's Monday. It reminded me of what college life is like because they're on Christmas break now. Oh, so when you're a college kid and you're on Christmas break, a Every Monday night, night is a perfect night to. <laughs> To get down. <laughs> Every night is Saturday. Good call. Uh, good call. I didn't even think about that. Although, is he still in college? I'm not talking about, but like oh, the people oh. that probably had this party. Oh, you know, yes. you just you got done through your finals week. You're yeah, ready to. That's good point. Let it go. Let it fly. So, that is um, so funny though. And the last they're living thing, a good life right now. I'm guessing the last thing anybody that had that party on a Monday oh, night wanted yeah. was for Lante at age 53 drink uh-huh. to come walking through the door, like. Is that your landlord? <laughs> Are we getting ev- evicted, or who's that guy? Is he the police? Is he a detective? <laughs> I do think it would look a little weird if me and you showed up to that. <laughs> I'm just over in the corner drinking a bush latte, and there's all these 21 year olds just I mean, <laughs> bouncing around singing Motley Crue. Yeah. Which well, is, at least you know all the words. You're right. Yeah, See, yeah. not when I'd probably jump out, jump, I'd get in the mosh pit with them. Is that what they call it? Yeah. <laughs> They still call it that, I think. Then I'd get I mean, hurt. I one. Then the next thing you know, there'd be an ambulance there because I <laughs> tore up a knee. And they're like, boy, this probably wasn't a good idea yeah. to invite Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're going to have to talk uh, about bracketology I know, next hour. I we will. Uh, but while we're on the subject, yes. I, I thought of, like, you know, in 21 Jump Street, I'm sure you've seen the movie, yes. where Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill uh, go back to high school, <laughs> and they're trying to blend in as high schoolers. Like, we would have no chance of being that. No. Now, some people don't think I look that old, but I... You don't look old. I, I and think, when I was your age, I looked still kind of young. And I was thin. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. think I could have... I could have pulled high school off until I was about 23. Yeah, right. Because even in college, I mean, I was... No, I think these these might be college, college kids. Oh, well, I could have pulled that off until I was like 28. Yeah. Because I just... I had a baby face, skinny. Yeah, I was... The problem was, at 28, I still would have been the geek uh. in college that I was when I was in college. So that that would have been, you know, everybody's like, oh, if I could go back to college knowing what I know. Yeah, but you'd still be what you are, <laughs> right? <laughs> don't think like you're going back and just attacking life. I mean, you might attack you life, never know. but you don't know. What, yeah, 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 yeah. You don't know if you'd have good luck with it. 
You'd be more aggressive. You'd be more aggressive. Assertive or uh, initiator like we were talking about with Jay last week. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I'd, there'd be a hundred no's a night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of just sitting on the other side of the bar like, uh, I think that girl looked at me once. I got to show you this. <laughs> There's this uh, Barstool Sports, so they tweeted out something. There's a, a GIF. Uh, this is probably so much. Never mind. Uh, so no, it's not bad. Oh, uh, LeBron when he loses the finals of the Warriors, like he walks off the floor early, so it's it's a dead ball, and he's yes, like dapping everybody up, and he's ready, he's like on his way out. Uh, and, and it said that when you're at a bar, you lose all your bets, and you talk to zero women. <laughs> 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 so like you're you're at the bar for the night, you play some bets, you lose all of them, you don't talk to any girls, and you're like, I, I'm out. I'm and out, like, guys. Yep. And it shows the score, like Warriors 120, Cavs like 76. <laughs> like that. Got to get up early tomorrow. <laughs> so, see you tomorrow night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I know I'm getting called out by Are you? everybody. I wore jeans yesterday. I'm back in shorts today. Well, yesterday was windy. It was really windy. I mean, it was, it was freezing, cold. Dude. Today, at least, I mean, it's still cold. It's 34 degrees, but at least the wind isn't, like, tormenting you. I know. I had a beer yesterday in Wapella, Illinois. I don't even know where that is. Well, it's just below, by Clinton, below Hayworth, between Decatur and Bloomington on 51. So, yeah, boys wanted to do that. Perfect. <laughs> I got a lot of... I'm glad you got it done. I got a lot of things in life. Some people want to climb Mount Everest. <laughs> I wanted to have a beer in Wapella, and I did it. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I want to talk bracketology Let's go. at the top of the next hour because we didn't get to it. Uh, we had an elongated Illini football conversation, and then uh, we we dabbled into the idea of hanging out with Hans, which uh, he's always been too cool for us. But now, no, there's no doubt. Now, I mean, definitely too cool. So ridiculous. Uh, we'll talk basketball. I promise. At the top of next hour, <laughs> stick with us. Maybe this is the drive.